Johnny's. We couldn't do this without you, so I pray you continue to support our endeavors as we take this journey together during these troubled times. Furthermore, as usual, don't forget to visit us at balancedo.org and fill out our contact list for more info on programs, new podcast episodes sent directly to your email. So with that being said, we're going to discuss the Democratic National Convention 2020, discuss the different style of setting of the production, and we will discuss the overall temperament of the people and the historic moment of Kamala Harris being picked for vice president. And I would like to note these are not the views of balance due. However, these are the views of some people uh, uh, outside of the political spectrum. It's the people off the streets, average everyday people, people in the community. And they will remain anonymous. With that being said, let's talk about it. Bernie Sanders, we're going to start with him. Bernie usually keeps it keeps it the same. That's why we decided to start with him. He's, um, he usually says the same thing. He keeps his, uh, his message pretty consistent. And uh, he was pretty succinct, concise. Uh, his background was uh, pretty basic, nothing out of the ordinary. But I feel as though he was um, effective. Um, he pretty much said that it's authoritarianism, racism, or love and compassion. Um, he seems to want his movement to get stronger. He kind of made some comments in regards to that. Um, his other message with message was that with Trump, progress would be in jeopardy, and we want to preserve the democracy. Uh, his most powerful statement, according to the grapevine and uh, some uh, pundits on the news as well, um, Nero fiddled while Rome burned. Very powerful statement. And uh, there are a lot of uh, consistencies with that uh with what went on during that time versus what's going on uh, uh, right now. Nero was shared a lot of the same uh, attributes as Donald Trump. Uh, and I don't think they actually met with that statement that he was actually playing an instrument. Uh, some say he was playing music or playing an instrument while Rome burned and uh, more of a euphemism. In regards to, he was a Nero was an ineffective leader, and uh, he was doing a lot of other uh, things that were unrelated to uh, actually leading the country. He was more um, more interested in his own objectives and agenda, just like the uh, people feel like the president right now is doing the same thing. They figure he's, you know, uh, watching TV and tweeting and. And stoking arguments and and uh, involved with a lot of things that are not directly involved with uh, running the country and uh, working for all the taxpayers of America, not just a certain thirty to forty percent segment. Um, he pushed the same narrative. You know, that America's going to hell in a handbasket, the civil unrest, the 
COVID pandemic, unemployment, wealth disparity, um, combined with Mother Nature, that we're definitely uh, headed in the wrong direction and uh, we're having a, a severe lack of leadership, which is uh, something that is definitely imperative in, uh, in times such as these. Um, he also mentioned uh, that uh, our current president rejects science. Uh, he's trying to take the health care away at a very uh, uh, pertinent time. And uh, also he's given uh, fraudulent executive orders where people need help right now. However, there's log jams. There's some states that can't come up with the money. The, uh, the House and the Senate weren't able to come to an agreement on the second uh, stimulus package. So... Uh, people are still suffering and not receiving those benefits right now and it's just a whole lot of uh, drama and inconsistencies and untruths and and, uh, the actual work's not getting done and the people aren't getting the the help that they uh, they need right now and uh, Bernie you know they feel like Bernie is uh, you know is labeled as a socialist and right now hey uh, people feel like uh, they need to lean on the government right now for everything that's going on with COVID and, and we never know when, when situations like this uh, can occur to where we may need uh, help from the government so uh, maybe that's not fair putting him under that classification uh, that's what some of the people think um, uh, he also discussed the $15 an hour minimum wage uh, God bless him on that but uh, $15 is really not enough uh, people don't feel like that's enough to survive in most of the major cities nowadays uh, that's not enough. You need at least a six-figure income to live uh, uh, average in this country nowadays, or at least two combined incomes that equal six figures. So $15 an hour, every every little bit helps, but uh, that's still not, not really enough. And considering the fact that these uh, uh, tech billionaires are uh, making money off selling our, our data, uh, maybe there should be a universal income. That's what a lot of people think as well. So Bernie is gaining steam, I think, with everything that's going on in the world right now. I think some of his policies might be gaining steam. And then we have here um, Michelle Obama. Uh, I thought her I thought her speech was was good. Most people seem to that I've talked to seem to like it. Her background uh, looked like something out of the old magazine, Oprah's magazine. Uh, just a homely background. Um, homely, friendly, hopeful type background, and uh, her message was that she's not really political, but she's she's speaking out uh, because of the love of her country and the underperforming of the administration, of the current administration, and uh, she also wanted to honor the struggle of the people that uh, um, worked hard and fought hard to vote, and, and was expressing that power that we have and how we should still remain hopeful and and shouldn't give up and to keep pushing and uh, she discussed too how uh, the two opposing administrations when uh, uh, President Obama how they uh, listened to the scientists and worked to somewhat subvert the Ebola uh, pandemic versus what's going on with this administration on the double talk and, and everything that's going on and the confusion and how it's been made political and uh, how he's not setting a good example, uh, how it just seems as if he has his own interests at heart, and how people are dying as a result of this. Uh, 
not all people feel like it's uh, the president's uh, fault that we have this uh, this uh, epidemic. However, they think he's using it to uh, to benefit his uh, campaign and his reelection. And whenever you uh, you're stoking the divisions, then people should have a, uh, a common goal, which is uh, not dying. If we can't even agree on that, then where's this country headed? That's how a lot of people feel. And uh, they're right in feeling that way. If, if, if you've got two opposing uh, parties that can't even agree on, on uh, uh, life and living and not getting sick, if you can't agree on that one central theme that everybody has uh, has in common, then uh, people, are, people are very fearful in the direction this country's heading and uh, from watching the two um, conventions, the uh, Democratic, their their uh, agenda and their production versus the uh, Republican production, it's almost like two different worlds. It's like we're living in two different realities. And uh, that's scary to a lot of people because they feel like they're not being heard. A lot of anxiety and depression and anger and uh, very fearful of the future and uh, Michelle Obama her speech was very hopeful but you know it was they feel as though it was pretty predictable and it was profound and uh, her husband I think he a lot of people think he had the best background I mean he had a very uh, stylish background the lighting was great his speech was almost like a soliloquy. Uh, it it started off a little slow, but then it reached its crescendo, you know, toward the very end. And uh, it was like climbing up a mountaintop. People were impressed with his very hopeful, very insightful, very educational. And he expressed, of course, hope, like he always does. And uh, he also expressed... Uh, how Trump only cares for himself instead of trying to, to find a common ground, just interested in his friends and getting attention, doesn't respect the Constitution. As a result of his actions, we've lost res- respect globally. Our relationship with our allies have diminished. He doesn't respect the military, uses them as props. Uh, he's causing the democracy to wither. What we do this election, as far as getting out to, to vote, will reverberate through generations so we have to think about more than ourselves when we cast cast this vote so he expressed that and uh, it was very profound like I said and insightful and truthful and the people seem to be uh, uh, excited about his speech they they kind of wish he would have would have gotten more involved earlier but uh People always appreciate uh, the president, have a lot of respect for him and, and the job that he did uh, as president. They feel like he represented the, the country well and he worked for everybody, which is what the taxpayers expect when they put someone in office, not just to work for one segment. And what, what amazes me and amazes a lot of people because they have some of these blacks that are coming out to uh, speaking on behalf of the Republican Party, which, hey, this is what a democracy is all about. But they kept saying the same central theme. The, the black people have the mental chains and the black people are, are tied 
to the Democratic Party and how they can't break away from the Democratic Party and how the Democratic Party keeps fooling them and, and they're not getting anything out of it and, and uh, how they should break those mental chains and, and uh, vote Republican and this, that, and the third and 53 years, uh, 53 years of, of voting Democrat and, and nothing's changed and this, that, and the third, but... All of them had that same central theme, the blacks speaking on behalf of the uh, Republican Party. And what amazes me is they talk about what the Democrats haven't done, and it's they haven't done much. I mean, we, it's, it's almost as if a lot of people feel like, and I got this sentiment talking with a lot of people, they feel like they've been hoodwinked by the Democratic Party, too, because things really haven't changed. The systemic racism is still there. Not a lot of uh, movement in that direction. And uh, they also feel that Barack Obama was was basically uh, symbolic, a lot like Kamala Harris right now. Uh, but we don't know if it's going to really have any significant impact. But it's good for the black people to see what they can become. But what they do with it that and the ideology they have, that's something else that should be considered too. You know, People need more than just the symbolism. They need some actual action. And um, like I was saying, the blacks speaking up for the Republican Party. Yes, some of the things they say are right. You know, we have been loyal and really haven't gotten much in return. However, there have been a lot of Republicans in office, too. And they have never taken an interest um, in uh, improving the lives of blacks. They just work toward their base, their white base. Even when that autopsy came after uh, Barack uh, won a second term, the autopsy was to to start trying to bring in uh, a new group, more minorities, and, and make it more of a uh, universal type of uh, theme and interest and, and try to better the lives. By, but none of that was done. And we're all taxpayers. There were Republicans in office, just like the Republican that's in office right now, you're supposed to work for all the tax-paying people, not just a certain segment. Barack Obama didn't just work for a certain segment. He worked for everybody, which is what government officials are supposed to do, government politicians are supposed to do. And these blacks can set up and, and, and praise Republicans all they want or try to get you to move to the other side with the Republicans, but... What have they done over those years? They could have done something for us, too. They could have taken an interest in making the lives of black people better as well, but they haven't. And they won't. And those people, they're just props. They're prop. They're, they're worse than, than uh, uh, being symbolic. They're props. Someone just to help them uh, get elected so that they can forget about us as soon as they get uh, sworn in office. And right now, the Republicans are pretty much known as a, as a racist organization right now. So the few blacks that have got speaking on their behalf, hey, what's needed, a lot of people feel like, is a third party. That's more or less what's needed. And nobody's expecting Joe Biden and Kamala Harris to save the world or uh, correct all this damage that's been done in this very short time. You know, not all of it is is uh, and to uh, uh, machinations of racism a little more clearly now, thanks to Donald Trump. So that's how some of the people feel. And like I said, with Joe Biden, uh, his speech was almost 
kind of similar people I've seen the same similar reactions as Barack Obama's speech his kind of started off slow and kind of gained momentum and reached a certain crescendo as well uh, it was a good speech it was very good and he put he basically said a lot of the same thing he talked about uh, some of the fraudulent executive orders and how health insurance is going to be taken away and he also mentioned how all the tax for the rich how they were the ones that benefited the most from the tax the economy that trump's constantly taking uh, credit for obama biden administration took on a structure that was very damaged economic uh, structure that was very damaged when they came in and they built it back up all trump is doing is uh, basically uh, trashing the norms people feel like he's uh the rules and regulations are all being uh, diminished, which if anybody wants to come in and, and make uh, an immediate impact on the economy, all they have to do is just uh, partake in deregulation, and uh, that helps the stock market, but I don't even think that the stock market, some people don't even think that's an ac accurate depiction of uh, uh, what's actually going on in the economy right now. So that's neither here nor there. People have different opinions on it. Uh, some people are happy about their 401ks, um, even though I'm sure that's not looking like it was now because of the COVID. So uh, the economy is everything that he's running on right now. And I think his uh, percentage rates as far as uh, people's com comfortability and in regards to the uh, economy, I think Trump has a higher percentage of, of confidence than uh, Biden does for now. But that could always change. A lot of things could change for the next uh, a few months before the uh, election. Um, so he kind of ran Joe Biden on the soul of the parties. He's going to resurrect the soul of the party. That seems to be a, a, a tall order. I don't know if he's capable of doing that, him or Kamala, but... Uh, that's a politician's job is to be hopeful. So we'll see how that all uh, culminates. But his speech was pretty good. The build back better in the soul of the party and uh, how Trump cozies up to the dictators and has ruined our reputation abroad. And the top one percent is getting richer as richer as a, a result of his tax breaks. And that's true. I think that that covers a lot of weight from what I hear people saying and, and just what I'm seeing and and what's affecting me as well, as well as a lot of uh, uh, regular Americans or whatnot. Uh, the tax breaks, man, the rich don't pay taxes. And they uh, seem to have a hold on these politicians because uh, even all this defunding that's going on uh, in Seattle and some of these other areas with the uh, police, most people think we need the police. They want reform. They want reform. There's good, good cops, bad cops. They want reform, but all this radical left crap, and it we're the reason for the uh, uh, police being defunded. Defunded? That's that's not accurate. It's the COVID taxpayers' dollars. These uh, governments don't have the budget that they had. They, they had to reduce it. And and what goes first when a budget needs reduction? Public services, and that's what's going on. It's not all the radical left and. And Democrats don't want police and all that. No, we're just trying to find different ways to dig a little deeper and take a different approach to maybe preventing uh, uh, these different violent outcomes. And hey, you keep doing things the same way, you're going to get the same result. You have to try different methods. And right now, there's, the big budgets are not in place anymore. So there has to be reduction somewhere in the budget.
and that's public services. So all that fear mongering and and uh, if Trump doesn't get reelected, this is this place is gonna be up in flames. Hey, if Trump, this place is already getting up in flames, and with another four years of Trump, it will be in flames. And believe me, people are gonna get angry and angry and angrier. They feel like they're not being heard. They're, they're, they're no money, no nothing, no future. They're worried about the future of the children. People get angry, but you never know. Uh, I'm hopeful. I remain hopeful. Uh, maybe some of these these uh, rich guys will will pay some more taxes and uh, help build up the communities that they are from, that they've benefited from. Maybe we can figure this thing out. Get some police reform. Keep the democracy intact. Some people are still hopeful, but a lot of people aren't. Another four years of Trump, it's over. Maybe maybe this place ought to just start all over again. But it'll 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 be a fight to the finish. It'll be a fight to the finish. So we'll see how that all uh, uh, culminates. But this is this is what I'm hearing from the people. Kamala Harris, her speech was seemed very establishment. Uh, some people were, were wondering why it was was dark. The lighting was was dark, and and the, the color coordination uh, didn't seem to uh, match. Work in concert. Um, what she talked about. One of the one of the lines she has or statements that uh, garnered the most attention was, and I quote, "I know what a predator looks like when I see one." That kind of stuck out. And then she kind of you know gave people a nice history of her her immigrant her story of her uh, her immigrant parents and, and how they fell in love and how we should be hopeful and united and we need more compassion dignity and respect and and fight with conviction, you know, for our rights, and, and, uh, you know, um, she explained her American story pretty well, you know, um, and gave a lot of shout outs and respect to some of her mentors, and, and people that, uh, mentored her, and people that came before her, and, and how her mother was a very, uh, important person in her life, and, and raised her to be successful, and, but it seemed very establishment oriented. It didn't really seem like uh, seemed like she's kind of being a little subservient and a little establishment oriented. That's how the people felt. They kind of felt like they wanted her to really be a little more real, realistic and real. And that's what they're looking for right now. People don't want that establishment. They want some real talk. But we understand the strategy. You know, they when, when people are getting introduced to America for the first time on a grand stage like that. And she's the first black uh uh, potential vice president, but uh, uh, to be in the position she's in right now, you know, being a uh, first black woman to hold this this nomination, uh, they wanted her to be very humbled, so uh, have that uh, humbled production where she's very very subservient. That seemed to be uh, the message, but. Uh, I don't think that's that's what people want. Something that's memorable. They want her to be herself, and and uh, they they want to hear some real talk. So I don't I don't know if that opening was successful. From what I'm hearing, I thought it was okay, but you know, it's neither here nor there. Hopefully the the uh, they accomplish what they set forth to accomplish, and uh, she does actually get to be the uh, vice president and Joe Biden the president. Now Bill Clinton. Let's move on to Bill. I, his his speech was really very presidential looking the background was nice lighting was good uh no words were wasted got right to the point 
And I like how he uh, used the euphemism of a job interview, you know, and he didn't waste much time digging into Donald Trump's resume, which he said were filled with lies. He uh, talked about Trump's narcissism and his COVID response and how Donald Trump leading the world in sarcasm or whatever. He likes to shift the blame. Never his fault. Um, he spends his whole day watching TV and tweeting and and if that's the type of president you want, then he's your man. And uh, uh, he doesn't think his contract should be renewed. And, you know, we're offering a very stark choice. You know, a man that takes responsibility and wants to unite. And as opposed to Donald Trump, who wants to divide the country. Um, he said Biden will help fix the economy. And. Uh, they already did that once before when him and Barack came into uh, came into office and uh, talked about the colored communities being left behind by Trump. How they want full participants in the So his speech was pretty good. It was succinct. Lighting was good. Jill Biden thought her speech was very nice, very seemed very authentic. Uh, she had the, the movement with the classroom and and she kind of used the classroom and teaching her students. It's, it's kind of a, like a euphemism is in a way to kind of relate to uh, families and some of their concerns. And uh, I thought it was pretty good. Had a lot of length shots and appropriate close-ups. Well done. I think she captured the essence of the current situation we're in, uh, especially, like I said, you know, in regards to mothers and and uh, with average income, she seemed to mesh, mesh well and, and kind of connect with uh, average everyday Americans with her speech. And it looks like her and Joe, she told the story of those two, how they were able to, to navigate through the murky waters together and build a, a nice, nice love story. So uh, people can relate to that. I, I thought she was, she was pretty good. Now the... Those were the main ones that stuck out that most of the people talked about that I uh, spoke with. Um, the Republican convention, completely different. They had a consistent background, and I'll give them credit. The background was backgrounds were, were pretty good. The lighting was, was, was nice. Background was nice. The majesty, it all worked well. Seemed to be done in a classy fashion. The words that were coming out of their mouth were, were horrible, but... Uh, the backgrounds and the majesty and the production, overall production, uh, was pretty was pretty good and um, consistent. You know, we had the with the Democrats, it was very diverse. It seemed like everybody that spoke had their own individual creativity with the production of where they did it, and they all did it in different places, whether it was in their home or in a studio or or um, library background or whatever you know it, it, everyone did their own little the way they dressed the lighting the shots they all had their own individual uh, creativity going on which made this very so in conclusion of the show I would like to congratulate Kamala Harris on her very historic nomination wish her and Joe Biden the best in their pursuit of the presidential election and in furtherance of the top five convention presentations 
that we all discussed here. Guess who are the top five? Whichever person influenced the direction of your vote. So don't forget to vote this year. Very important. Probably one of the most important elections of our young democracy. And thank you for supporting Balance Do. We are a veteran-owned tax-exempt nonprofit. All proceeds from donations go toward furthering our message of inspiration, positivity, and spiritual guidance. All geared toward strengthening the community. We need your continued support, whether it's listening to our podcast, reviewing it, sharing it, volunteering, or donating. For more info on upcoming events, podcast programs, new services, please visit our website at balancedo.org and register. And we will be coming out with a video podcast soon. Um, So stay tuned for that. Uh, And we'll have a lot of exciting things coming up in the near future. Um, So please remember, God blesses those that bless others. Proverbs 11.25, the one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. And we sure could use your help. So thank you for supporting us. Hope to see you soon. God bless. We don't bend. We don't break. We put it together for heaven's sake. Peace out. God bless.